Hello, friends. Welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Graham, a certified brand strategist and business coach. You might be wondering, why the second phase? The second phase may be a change in careers and learning how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship, a significant lifestyle change, going from stay-at-home parent to starting a business, a traumatic loss, a move, or an illness. It could be any number of things. No matter the definition, you are here to discover your second phase. Learn about creating a personal brand that stands out and makes an impact to grow as your authentic selves and follow your callings, values, visions, and passions, and to learn how to build a solid foundation for long-term brand and business success. Through interviews and solo episodes, we'll be diving into inspiring stories, life and business journeys of failure and success, and the strategies and tools used along the way. You ready to learn? Grab your coffee, the car keys, or the dog's leash, and let's dive in to this episode. Hey listeners, welcome back to another episode of the Second Phase Podcast. Today I am here with a very special guest, my good friend KJ Blattenbauer. And today I'm not going to do a complete intro because back in episode 29, which I will link in the show notes, I interviewed KJ and we talked all about PR. But today we're going to talk about all of the opportunity that lies in front of you when you're willing to embrace change. But before we dive into the actual episode, I just wanted to remind you guys that we are relaunching the Upscale Mastermind. We will begin again on January 5th. So registration is now open and you can access the link to register just by going to my website and the resources page, which is www.therobingraham.com forward slash resources. All right, let's dive into today's episode now. KJ, welcome again to the Second Phase Podcast. Thank you for having me back. I feel like I was a really good house guest the last time, and I'm honored to be back here. Of course, you were a very good house guest. I mean, you are a PR queen, so you know all the do's and don'ts in this industry, which I, of course, as a host, am super grateful for. But today, we're going to talk about something totally different because you have had many hats over your (laughs) career. And the last time you were on, we talked all about PR and we also talked about, well, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting the name, Vivian Joe, right? No. Yeah, Vivian Joe. Yep. Vivian the dresses. Joe. The, the dresses. dresses. And since that time that we talked, we had a pandemic hit us and, mm-hmm. or smack us around, however we want to say that. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> and life has changed especially for you again. So let's just dive in and have you tell the listeners what's going on now and how you've transitioned. And and really, I guess, KJ, the most important thing here is that you embraced change. You didn't just look at the things that happened in 2020 as, oh gosh, this is the end of me now. You actually embraced everything that happened and took that as an opportunity to create something new and do something new. So I I want to say congratulations to you because I think you're a great example of just fostering what is thrown at you and making the best of it. Oh, thank you. You're going to make me cry. That's like, that's the sweetest. Here I am. I'm like, I wonder if she's going to title this, how to take a colossal failure and make lemon or lemonades out of lemons. But that was really (laughs) sweet of you. Thanks. I'm honestly touched. It doesn't look like I'm a roll with the punches, well adaptable person when you're in the middle of it, right? Like when you're in the middle of the messy change or plot twists or curveballs or colossal cry on your bathroom floor failures, it doesn't feel like you're adapting to what's coming at you. It feels like you're a failure and it's embarrassing. And like, 
everyone's watching your social media and pointing at you and laughing like you're back in junior high and you, I don't know, have toilet paper stuck to your shoe. It's, it's unfortunate. However, I did PR for nearly 25 years and I loved it and I would still do it to this day, but the media landscapes kind of changed. If you've done anything for multiple years, the shine kind of wears off it. You know, like Mm -hmm. you lose your step a little bit, you, you lose the spark, but it also, I was always a little jealous of my clients in that I wanted to have something that like I made, I created, I could promote. You know, I wanted to go through the fun experience of seeing placements like they saw placements. And it's really different when you have a product versus when you're a service person. And Mm -hmm. I was being a service person. I put everything I had behind these dresses. I invested so much money and so much time. And I was taking so many courses and I was flying all over and I was going back and forth trying to make it have them made in them in America, which is it's just so expensive to do fashion in America. And kudos to the people who figured it out and do it sustainably, but I couldn't do it. And so I was doing things overseas and there was the time difference, there was the communication difference, it was the work ethic difference. And then you know, you want to do things ethically and you want to do things sustainably. And my view of sustainable is different than your view of sustainable, and it's way different than China's view of sustainable. And it just got to a point, the pandemic came, I was ready to invest $40,000 to get the first run of my dresses, I was ready to launch presale, we were we had everything, I had been working on this for three years. And my husband just said, Hey, why don't you take a beat? You seem really stressed. Like, I don't know, things seem weird in the news. Why don't you just take a beat? Let's just take a couple of days and then place that order. And so I said, you know what, I'll give it a week. Because it just something wasn't feeling right. Mm-hmm. And literally the world shut down the next day. And if I had placed that order, I would have lost $40,000 and never seen those garments. And if I had kept pushing through, which I, I tried to keep pushing through in the pandemic, like it never in my mind shutting that down and ending that dream. Because as you know, and as all of your guests will tell you, when you graduate from college and you think you're going to have a profession and you're going to be the best person in that profession, you're going to always do that. And you put yourself in that box. And whether you're an accountant or a, an esthetician or a surgeon, that's how people know you. And you come mm-hmm. to be represented by that label. So to break free, I was in my 40s and start something new. It felt like something died when I stopped doing publicity and started to try to do the dresses. And everyone mm-hmm. kind of looks at you like, what are you, what are you trying to mm-hmm. do? Like, you're not even fashionable and you want to have a fashion line. So to change your mind and do something new with your career, unless you're going from a working woman to a mom, society really frowns on you. And then when you go from being like a mom to try to be a working woman, that's a whole different episode. But When you try and change careers, when you try and pivot, I think you get judged for that. And to take that leap, especially when you're not a 40 under 40, when you're a 40 over 40 or not even, and then to have it fall apart, it is soul crushing. I think I held on to the dream of the dresses longer than I should have, in all fairness to anyone who might be struggling with making decisions. I couldn't let it go. So for a lot of the pandemic, I was still going through the motions of the dresses. I was trying to make it work. I was still trying to talk to China. I was seeing if things would come. And then somewhere in October, I was watching people order everything off Amazon, stop caring about, you know, we didn't have to go to work. We weren't dressing up for anything. Athleisure was coming to rule everything. People didn't really care if it was as sustainable as possible before. They just wanted to be comfortable. And we were sitting Mm -hmm. at home and no one was even pretending to get dressed up for anything. And then I started seeing chatter in some of the groups I was in fashion about the horrific stories of customer returns. And that's when it hit me that I've gone through this whole struggle. I love dresses. I love wearing them. I love bright colors. I love the mission behind my brand. To make it through all of this and then have to try and make it through the first year of horrible customer reviews that could crush me, I don't think I could do it. 
And I told my husband that night, I'm like, I think the dresses are officially done. And he's like, did something happen? And I'm like, yeah, I, I woke up. I realized I love this. I don't love this enough to make it a sustainable thing and talk about it and do it and eat and breathe and sleep it. I, I just, I'm not the person for that. It's not for me. And even with that realization and that clarity, it was probably two months of just depressed and sad and crying. And people would ask about the dresses and I couldn't even have a sassy comeback. I just couldn't even, I hid away. Like I spent last October by myself, locked up, not really talking to anyone, not really doing anything. I was, I was a sad sack of no fun. You feel horrible. And Uh then in, in November, my husband had signed me up as a surprise to kind of get me back on track and doing stuff. I've always loved stationery. I love paper. We go to every stationery store. We, I hoard office supplies more than I should. Christmas cards are my Super Bowl and I go all out for mine. Like there's a photo shoot. There's a color scheme. It's decided in July. Mine are ready to go by September. I mail them out the day. You know, Mariah Carey gets ready for the holiday on November 1st with her all I want for Christmas. November 26th or the day after Thanksgiving typically. I am the first one at that mailbox and those cards are out. And if I don't have your correct address, I am not happy with you. So I've just always loved paper. So as a surprise, my husband signed me up for a, a class in letterpress, which is it's press paper. It's old school. It's antique machines, very time intensive. And I spent the next weekend, eight hours a day standing in front of a machine making stationary. And it was the greatest weekend of my life. It was so much fun. And I talked about it for forever. And I was looking into it. And I was like, Oh, I could make this or I could get my own press. And within a month, I had a business plan, I had a name, I had my website started, I had ideas, I was looking at printers, if I couldn't get my own press, I was signing up for more courses. And that's how pretty pep talks was born. Just, I guess I can't have a hobby, I have to make it a business. But I went from at least a week where I couldn't get myself off the floor worried about the dresses because I, I couldn't have gotten that going with all the will in the world. And I'm hardheaded. I just couldn't have gotten it off the ground. There were yeah. too many things stacked against me, but I just, I didn't have the fight in me to do it. And okay. thank goodness you made that decision because at this point we're, you know, a year later. Right. And I'm not sure where you would have been because we still have all of these shortages on supplies and transportation. I mean, when you can't get milk at the grocery store because nobody's working to haul it from the farm right. to the stores, you know, what is the priority going to be for a cute little dress? So personally, I think you made a great decision and congratulations on, on doing that. But so what I love is that you took a hobby into a profession. That's exactly what I did with photography 11 years ago. And you're right. When you change, when you give up on a dream or when you change professions, either way, you go through an identity crisis and you have to regain your footing in terms of confidence in what you're doing and representing yourself and and giving yourself that title and actually calling yourself that title, Mm -hmm. whatever that title is, you know, PR agent or dressmaker, fashion designer, now stationary designer and producer. You know, for me, going from pharmacist to photographer, it was almost like this may sound terrible, but it was like I'd worked so hard to get that doctorate degree and then I'm becoming a photographer. And it was like, am I taking a step back? Am I downplaying my intelligence? It was like this whole identity crisis. Right. And then people kind of look at you like they're like crazy. Yeah. They look at you like you're crazy or they kind of look at you like, oh, so you don't want to work a nine to five corporate job, but you don't want to say you don't want to work. Like, so you're, uh, my mother-in-law put it very eloquently the other week, and she's like, oh, how's your fancy little hobby going? 
And I was just like, oh, okay, so that's how you see it. Great. My fancy little hobby is very successful this year. Thank you. <laughs> but, but what yeah. I love about, so I love stationery too. I hoard office supplies. I love paper. I love journals. Yeah. I love anything that has to do with writing. And so I think for me, it's super cool that you've created this and you've done this because I think we've lost the written word in yes. so many aspects. You know, it's too easy to just text happy birthday. And I'm guilty of this, but it's, you know, I'm working on it. I'm trying to get back into that, taking the time to send something a little more personal because I just think it's a little more meaningful. Yeah, it is. And you like, you can't, you can screenshot, but it's not the same. Like you can't save a text message and there's a little bit that's lost in electric communication, but you can really, you can write things out. And I don't care how old you are. My favorite part of the day is 4.30 in the afternoon when I skip my little butt to the mailbox, because even if it's full of bills and crap mail, the fact that there might be some little surprise tucked in there is my favorite part of the day. Like I love it. My mailman even laughs at me, but I love it. Yeah, I, I know. I do mail. too. And sometimes there's a hidden surprise in there that's just mm -hmm. worth all of that excitement. So, okay, KJ. So now you've completely shifted gears. And not only did you shift gears, but you went from promoting a service business to promoting a and marketing a product business. Can we yep. talk just a little bit about how that is different and what you've done differently for your new company, Pretty Pep Talks, than what you had done for your PR agency? Well, I think the basic fundamentals of PR will all be the same. Like the 12 steps I cover in my PR book, whether it's product or service, those are the 12 steps you should follow. I think when you are promoting a service, you don't have a physical product to show people, right? So you have to, you have to go a little bit overboard with the emotional, like I'm giving you the service and it's going to make you feel this. It's going to free up this. But when you have a product, it's more of a speaking to one you can show them, right? So you can be sending media kits. You can be doing more things with influencers. You can be having that like tangible other people trying it, getting those types of reviews and referrals. But I also think that it's you have to have your operations in order. I could have the best stationery in the world. And if my supply chain isn't working, no one's going to care. Like if you made bike baskets, there's the cutest little bike basket company out in Nantucket and it's on every influencer bike you'll ever see in the little beach cruisers. Mm -hmm. Their product has been stuck in ports since July. So even if they were the greatest thing you see everywhere and you want to spend $400 on a bike basket, you're not going to get that bike basket. So you have to make sure before you're promoting things, you have to be smart. Like you have to have your strategy in place for the products. And then you have to make sure that you can back those products up. But your PR also has to be aligned to when you're launching things like stationary launches in January and it launches in June to go with big stationary trade shows. So you have to have your Christmas stuff ready to go in June and know that your promotion is going to have to start, you know, if you want to wholesale that obviously before June, but if you want to be in the magazines for Christmas, you need to be promoting that in like July. It's, mm -hmm. If you're promoting it in August, you're too late. If you're promoting it in September, you're way too late. Like gift lists, it's everything. And I think when you're on the service side of things, you look at the world and you're like, wait, why are they already promoting Christmas before November's hit? Whereas people on the product side have been thinking about Christmas since June. Like Christmas can't come fast enough. I, Black Friday is going to be the death of me, but also it's kind of great. And then you, you throw in the pandemic situations, right? And Black Friday this year, because of shipping and people not working and no one being able to deliver packages and then no one to be able to drive the packages... Black Friday might almost be too late to be promoting things. And that's uh -huh. crazy to think of. 
Yeah. For most people, Black Friday is too early to shop. And now if you shop in December, are you going to be selling me on Christmas at the end of January? Probably. Yeah. Well, and it's it's interesting too, because you mentioned like the the process and processes are so important to have in place for your business in order for anything to run smoothly. I mean, the fact mm-hmm. of the matter is you're going to have to ultimately hire people to help you do some of these tasks, but you're also going to have to ha- rely on someone if you can't be in the studio shop, whatever, to do the packaging and, and to deliver orders some at some point in time, somebody's got to step in and, and take over for you. So you have to really have your processes mapped out to a T, I's dotted, T's crossed, to make sure that someone can come in and, and replace you should mm-hmm. the need arise for that right. to happen. So when we talk about processes, that becomes, I think, even more important for a product-based business because yep. it's so hands-on and there's so many opportunities for error. You know, and, and when you talk about customer service, mm-hmm. you know, when you're a service-based business, you you are the entire the business. So when it comes to customer service, it's what you're doing, how you're interacting with your people. And you really are in total control of that. But when you're talking about a product and shipping and all of these other things. You have so many other things that could go wrong that could influence the result of the, that the end customer experiences. So mm-hmm. there's so much more to that. I would imagine that you've had to map out to make sure things run smoothly. Right, right. And there's so many things that you, when you sell digital products, yeah, you want to have, you know, the welcome series and the thank you series and the win back series, but they take on a whole different spin when you're pushing a product. I've never sent more emails in my life to promote things than I have with my product-based business. And it's trying to make those unique and it's a whole new and interesting, fun challenge. But the feel of it is so different on the product side. And maybe I should have tried to launch a product sooner because now I understand what a lot of my clients, when they're like, it's just overwhelming. It's overwhelming, but it's overwhelming in a good way because I'm literally a one woman shop right now, right? So I pick out the paper, I pick out the designs, I design what I can, I have to hire out if I can't, because I'm not a graphic designer, I'm not as talented as I'd like to be. I'm mixing your ink colors, I'm running things on the press, I'm ordering the envelope liners, I'm literally hand lining with love every single envelope that goes out. If I can't afford to, or don't have time to work with a photographer, I'm the person taking the pictures. I'm writing all the descriptions. I'm building the website. I'm the one shipping every order, making sure everything gets to where it needs to go, doing the customer service, and then trying to do social media and like show up all the time. Like You have to be ready to do all those things and you have to want to do those things. I mean, there are parts of it I don't love, right? Like You can't love every part of doing everything. And if you do, please tell me how you do that because I don't love every part of everything. But it's my baby and I wouldn't change it for the world. And I know I'm eventually going to have to hire someone and I'm very excited to hire people for certain areas, but it's going to be weird to let some of those things go. Mm -hmm. I think you have to be ready to love that if you want to step in and to embrace something. Yeah. Yeah. I was the same with photography. I couldn't hire someone to do editing for me. I -hmm. felt like this was my creation and it had to have my final touch. Nobody else could have my vision for what I saw when I took the shot and what Mm -hmm. I thought was going to be the end result. So I totally get that. And it's it's very hard when you are passionate about something and you love it and you want it to be successful to bring other people into that and to share that responsibility because you want to make sure that it's as close to perfect as it can possibly be. Yes. And then it all takes time and you know like planning so, a strategy key. So I would imagine you have to work on your mindset because to keep yourself in a place of relatively 
balanced thoughts in terms of keeping the overwhelm in check, making sure that you don't procrastinate, that everything does get done, deciding Mm -hmm. when to hire, not hire out, all of those things that you just mentioned. But then you have a strategy in place, you have your processes in place, and and you take action on every single one of those, even the things that you don't want to do. So I think that's really important. That's my mindset plus strategy plus action equals results. And that's what you have done over the past year. In a very short period of time, you took something that you fell in love with in a day and created it into a business. So I just think it's almost like magical. I love it. And I love, love, love the stationery. So will you please tell the listeners where they can, number one, connect with you, but number two, where they can purchase the stationery because it is going to be the holiday season very, very quickly. And this would be a great time to give these as a, as a gift. Yeah, they are perfect stocking stuffers. I have a bunch of cute little things for the desk, but if you're not a letter writer, but then if you want to write letters or, I mean, we all send thank you notes, right? I'm kind of in love with my thank you notes. I feel like they're the right balance of like chic and proper, but also fun. So great stocking stuffers, perfect for the holidays, but really anytime for gift giving. You can find the stationery at prettypeptalks.com. So that's P-R-E-T-T-Y. P-E-P-T-A-L-K-S.com. And then it's at Pretty Pep Talks on Instagram. Or you can find my crazy world and life and a lot of behind the scenes over at KJ Blattenbauer on Instagram. Yeah. And everybody follow her. She's just always got great, funny. Her stories are the best because they're always, there's always humor in there. I'm always like laughing out loud (laughs) at some of the stuff she posts, but I can so relate to everything in her life. So super cool. Plus, she's a dog mom. Dog mom, two-time dog mom. What? Yep, dog mom. And we've been through that journey together too over the past yeah. couple of years. Oh, we both lost our beloved pets, but have puppies. So all is good. And KJ, you also had something special that you were going to offer the listeners, I think. Yes, using the code SPP15 and you can get 15% off any order at prettypeptalks.com. So listeners, this is your opportunity. It's a beautiful stationery and and a lot of fun, like some of the quotes and things that are on there. Oh, and you know what, KJ, I forgot to mention, you also have your coffee table book. Uh, Yes. The coffee table book came out in October and it is 204 pages of inspirational quotes and really pretty pictures for just when you're really going through it, or you just need a little something, something to get through the day. But the things I found helpful that helped me through the pandemic and the transition into launching Pretty Pet Talks. And those pictures in the book, are they your photographs or are they... A lot of them are from talented folks. Some are from stock imagery. A lot of from talented folks I love working with. And then one or two might be my, of mine, but really mine are minimal. And there's photo credits for everybody in the so you can see who's an awesome photographer. Oh, that's great. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right, KJ. Thanks so much for being here. It was a pleasure as always. Thank you. And that's a wrap, friends. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review. That would mean the world to me. If you know someone who could use the information shared today, please share the episode with them too. And let's connect. You can find me on Instagram, Clubhouse, Facebook, and LinkedIn as The Robin Graham. Lastly, if you'd like more information on personal branding and brand marketing strategies, be sure to join my email list and the Female Entrepreneur Insider Facebook group. We are there every week with tips and trainings to help you build a solid foundation for brand and business success. And don't forget, on the website, you can find a plethora of free resources. Go to 
therobingraham.com forward slash resources and download any of the free resources that I have created to help you build a personal brand that stands out and makes an impact. Until next time, remember to smile.